Beautiful. That's what comes to mind when we think about our human design and we're progressively exposed to the perfection of God's original design. Our lives begin to reflect that beauty. Your life is His design and His design is beautiful. Thank you for engaging with us as we are about to be further exposed to the beauty of His design as we look into the world to see Jesus. Proverbs 29, we have the Young Literal Translation. Alright, let's read it together. One, two, go. Without a vision is a people made and whoso is given to love, oh, is happiness. Let's read it one more time. One, two, go. Without a vision is a people made naked, and whoso is keeping the law, Oh, is happiness. Spirit of the living God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your presence. We now come under the influence of your word. And we receive with joy and gladness all that you have to say to us today. In Jesus' holy name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. On this Sunday morning... We are introducing you to our Vision Sunday. And if you want to rejoice, go ahead and rejoice. Amen. See, let me tell you, eh, whenever you come to the Blueprint Church, make up your mind to rejoice. It can never be too much. There's already too much sadness outside. Do you understand? So if you have a two-hour shouting service, it won't be too much. Amen? Amen. Alright, it won't be too much. So let's rejoice one more time. Glory to God. And God has put words in my mouth for you this morning. Part of what it takes to have your cravings met, and I'm teaching already, Part of what it takes to have your cravings meant is to become a person of vision. Open your mouth wide and I will feel it. I will feel it so that you can accomplish vision. So, when we say to crave large... We are also saying to become a person of vision. Become a person of strong vision. Now, this is not Lagos Business School. Neither is this Harvard or Yale. (laughs) I'm not putting up pie charts and graphs. I'm giving you God's perspective on the subject of vision. So, Scripture says in Proverbs 29, that where there is no vision, the people perish. The people perish without a vision. Where there is no vision, the young literal translation says, the people are made naked. In other words, the people are stripped bare. 
And I dare say, listen to me, the people live their lives where there is no vision. The people are stripped naked. The people are bare. And other translation says, the people cast off restraints. In other words, nothing holds them back. There is no, no such thing as engratia to be held in from the inside. In other words, a people of vision don't behave anyhow. A people without a vision, without a sense of vision, they are everywhere. They behave anyhow. They talk anyhow. They live anyhow. Nothing to hold them back. Nothing to hold them in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am a person of vision. I want you to say it again. Say, I am a person of vision. Now, if the Bible is written in the volume of the book speaking about Jesus, when you hear something like this, what do you think he points to? The Bible says if there is no vision, and you might think that it has to do with your, your goals for the year, your 10-point agenda, your vision 2020 until 2020 comes and there is no vision. How many of you heard vision 2020 in 2010? You know, let me tell you how people live in vision. Natural people. They, move, they make it very far. You understand? So that it really looks like a vision 2020. But it came. It came as faster than some people imagined. They entered into 2020 and they were surprised that actually they didn't have any vision. That's not what God is talking about here. The vision being mentioned here is the revelation of redemption. Please take note of that. Where there is no revelation of the redemptive work of, of Jesus, the people are naked. Where there is no revelation of the finished work of Jesus, the people are bare. Where there is no revelation... The people cast off restraints. Glory to God forevermore. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Today in this service, I'm going to make a, a comparison between the life of Solomon as written in Ecclesiastes and the life of Paul. You're going to see a, a, a distinction between these two lives. And then by the time we're done, you will conclude what your own conclusions would be. You know, many of you, I don't know how many of you have actually really sat down to ask yourself, why exactly are we here? Why exactly are we here? What on earth are we here for? Why exactly are we here? You know, there are many people who believe that we are here to hustle. Okay, so... Now, even the, I mean, if some of you knew the meaning of the word hustle, you never use it one more day in your life. Just go home today and check the meaning. You see, when we teach in church, don't just take things because pastor has said, you go home. That we don't use the word hustle means that there's a reason. Do you understand? So go and check and then see whether it describes your life. One of the meaning of hustle is to go around like a headless chicken without any aim. Just go directionless. Is that, is that what is happening? <laughs> you, you understand? Like they cut up and then you're just, no, no direction. No wonder. After many years of hustle, they have nothing to show for it. 
Now, why exactly are you here on earth? What's your purpose for being on earth? We're going to be answering that today. So the Bible says, where there is no vision, where there is no revelation of the redemption that Jesus brought, the people cast off restraints. The people, it means that the, the revelation of the redemptive work of Jesus keeps you restrained. Without that revelation, you're everywhere. Now, what does redemption mean? So, the next thing it says, it says this translation says, where there is no vision, the people are naked. The people are bare. Empty. Naked. Bare. In other words, if your eyes are not fixed on, if your eyes not fixed on redemption, you're going to live a bare life, a naked life, an empty life, a life that has no meaning. And now that we've used the word meaning, there are certain things that I want to show to you. Say this, my life is meaningful. My life is meaningful. Say it like you mean it. Say, my life is meaningful. My life is meaningful. Say it one more time. Say, my life is meaningful. My life is meaningful. Now, as you journey through life, hear me. As you journey through life, God has designed that on your path in life, He will place teachings like this to bring perspective to you. So that you don't go through life running around chasing nothing. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that you go through life with an intent, with a purpose, with your eyes fixed on vision. So the Bible says where there is no vision. Wow, this is such a powerful idea. Where there is no vision, where people's eyes are not fixed on vision, they are naked. Wow. (laughs) Maybe another meaning of, another way to put it is that they'll, they'll just live an embarrassing life. They'll just live a low life. They'll just live a life that has no meaning. But that's not who you are, amen? Amen. Now, the Bible says that it is actually a a vision of the redemptive work. In other words, listen to this so, a vision of how God has separated you from the hustle. A vision of redemption. How that you no longer belong. Listen, church, this is what gives life a meaning. The vision of the redemptive work. Out of that flow comes every other thing that is going to be expressed in your life. Can we say amen? Amen. Now let's go and begin to make some comparisons and you will see certain things today. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse 9. Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse 9. I want us to read together one to go. Everybody, want to go. Stop. Let me read it from, I mean, I like that you have seen it there, but let me read it from Another translation, Ecclesiastes chapter number 9 and verse 9. 
Alright, let's read it from the NLT. Then we'll probably read from the NIV and we'll stop. The NLT says, Live happily with the woman you love through all the meaningless days of the life that God has given to you under the sun. Wow. Hmm. That's strong, isn't it? Don't some of you feel like it's meaningless days? A lot of people will agree. They say it's true. <laughs> A lot of people here, listening now. If you've ever used the word, life is van- If you've ever used the word, there's nothing in this life. You are part of this. Life is vanity and empty. Open your eyes, oh. If the enemy is putting sleep inside, tell him, enemy, not today. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, I, I don't know how it works for some of you, but this is how it works for me. I can be living through life and get a paradigm shift that changes my entire world. Maybe, maybe I know that I'm talking to people who, who are very cerebral, but I'm telling you what happens to me. Just going through life and just, whoa, thank you for that perspective. That's what the Holy Ghost is doing for you today. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that your crave large will not be, you know, will not be empty cravings. You hear what I'm saying? It says, live life with the woman that you love through the meaningless days that God, God has given to you. Let's look at the NIV. If it's not on the screen, please make eye contact with God's word. You can just look, open your phone, open the app, and we're good to go. NIV verse 9. It says, enjoy life with your wife. Whom you love all the days of this meaningless life that God has given to you under the sun. Now see, I would have been okay if he says, enjoy the days of your life, all the days of this meaningless life. I would have been okay. But the moment he put that God gave to you, I have a problem with that. So really, with all the intelligence of God, does God give meaningless things? That's exactly how many people feel. Many people feel like, until you come into perspective, until your eyes are fixed on the vision, your life is going to look like it's meaningless. And my problem with Solomon is that in all of his wisdom, he still attributed meaningless things to God. He says that God has given you all, the, all your meaningless days. Fear, catch me. How can you not be afraid? God? See, listen to me. With, with the intentionality of redemption, with how intentional Jesus was about going to the cross, with the intentionality of redemption, with the fact that nothing caught him by surprise, with the fact that you know, he did not die by accident. You know, Jesus did not die in a road crash. <laughs> he said, I came to fulfill in the volume of the book to do your will. He did not die in a road crash. With how intentional God was, with every detail of redemption, with every detail of the price that, of what Jesus did, with every detail, including where the crown of tongues will be placed, including where he's going to be crucified, including what kind of death he's going to die. With all that detail, somehow the enemy can make you believe that life is meaningless. Hello? 
if something is meaningless, do you give attention to it? If life is meaningless, do you give attention to it? If God gave the kind of attention He's giving to you, does He not tell you there's something about you? Does He not tell you there's something about your life? I mean, if you are listening all through the week, He delights in you. He delights in you over meaningless stuff. So you, you see, you see madness. <laughs> you see, you have, you have carried this, your way of thinking. You are, now you have projected it to God. God Almighty. Now give meaningless things. So if, you, if you're sitting down here and you've ever gotten to the point where it looks like you've ever thought it or you have associated with people who put RIP what a meaningless life or you think it to yourself. All these things is vanity. We are just here struggling. Nothing. Not, I tell you, God is bringing perspective to your heart today. Amen. And you say, Amen. Amen. Say, God does not give meaningless things. Give meaningless things. Is life a gift from God? Yes, sir. Okay, let me, not, let me not generalize. Is your life a gift from God? Yes, sir. Let me ask you again. Maybe, maybe you didn't come to church. Is your life a gift from God? Yes, sir. One more time. Is, do you really believe that your life, brother, that your life is a gift from God? Yes, sir. Do, then, does God give meaningless things? Yes, if God can give meaningless things, it means redemption is meaningless. It means the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is meaningless. Woo! So he says, <laughs> he says, enjoy life with your wife. Meaning, <laughs> Meaning, you know, some people's greatest goal in life is to be a Mr. or a Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> to have a ring. He proposed. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, your worth and your value has, has hit the roof. I'm not talking about you, amen? It didn't matter whether you had something in your head before then. Not you. It's not you. That's why I had to. Not you. <laughs> no worry. No, no. I'm, I'll behave myself today. So, let's put the ring on my finger. The man is, he has a wife. Live happily with your wife. It's like the wife is the consolation for meaninglessness. It's like life doesn't have any meaning, so let's just live life and be married with our wives, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life. It's like God gave you a meaningless life, then gave you a wife to keep you busy till you die. <laughs> or a husband to keep you busy till you die. At least by the time you argue here, argue here, fight here, fight here, raise children here, run to school here, come back here, you know, do this here, do that here, go to groceries here, you know. At least, before you wake up, you are going to be 60. Life has passed. And then by the time you sleep and wake up again, you are 80. You are ready to die. Is that not how a lot of our parents have lived? I'm not saying your parents, but I have seen parents in society who have lived exactly as I'm saying to you. And they tell you, we can't go anywhere because of the kids. It's the kids. Meaningless life. So Solomon attributes this to God. You see, that's why you've got to be careful how you read the Bible. If you read the Bible without your eyes fixed on Jesus, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Your eyes must be fixed. Your eyes must be channeled. 
Hallelujah. Say this with me. God does not give meaningless things. Say it again. My life is not meaningless. My life has a purpose. God has given me a vision. And I'm running with it. Glory, hallelujah. Let's look at another text. Ecclesiastes chapter number 6 and verse 12. We're doing a comparison today. Ecclesiastes 6 and verse 12. It says, For who knoweth what is good for man in this life? All the days of his vain life, which he spended as a shadow. For who can tell a man what shall be after him under the sun? <laughs> this guy, I'm afraid of you. The NLT says, in the few days of our meaningless lives, who knows? How our days can be best spent. Look at Kali Who knows how our days can be best spent. So he's talking about the best way to spend your days. And he's saying that look, if you listen, if you, oh boy, this is good. If you don't find the best way to spend your days, life will be meaningless. And you can marry. Life will still be meaningless. Until you find the best way to spend your days. Now, you spend your days the best way pursuing causes. Chasing vision. And I'll show you in scripture. Who knows what's the best way to spend our days? And then he goes on to again, yet again, say life is meaningless. You know, some of you actually think... Listen, I'm telling you, why will life not seem meaningless? Some of you think, let me, let me tell you the cycle that the Spirit of God gave me. Let me just read it. Okay, so some of you think that the only reason why you came to this world is to hustle hard, make money, spend money, pepper them. You understand? Hustle hard. Let me show you the process again. Hustle hard, make money, spend money, impress those who are not looking, repeat the cycle. Hustle hard again, spend money, you know, make money, spend money, impress those who are not looking. Buy a perfume that is very expensive and nobody perceives it. (laughs) When you were buying it, they told you in the store, everybody will find you irresistible. You bought it, showed up in the room. You know how people are narcissistic today, they didn't even notice. And you smell good. Because the last time I checked, what's driving you is a compliment of people. It has to change. No wonder you are sad. You posted your best picture. Only two likes. Two likes. <laughs> I mean, you, you filtered and filtered and refiltered and refiltered. And now the perfect teeth shine, perfect look. Perfect everything. Eyebrow, everything. I'm not after you ladies today. Perfect everything. And then you posted it waiting patiently. Something like this. <laughs> like this. As you are waiting. Two hours. Nothing. 
four hours. And you know Instagram, they are so, they are, Instagram is such a... They'll be showing you five hours ago. <laughs> Six hours ago. Eight hours ago. One day ago. So it's two days now. Only two likes. <laughs> Meaning 24 hours. All you could gather was one like. And so now, with all the effort you put in, you're now depressed. By putting so much. Then on the other hand, you feel like you're something special since sliced bread. Because now as you put it, five seconds ago, 398 likes. Wow! All of those flimsy things. No wonder life looks meaningless. Because now, whether you like me or you don't like me, my eyes is set on a flint. There is a purpose for living. My, uh, my life has a meaning. You know, the last time I checked, when I get to heaven, God is not going to count all the likes that I receive. He's going to ask me, what's the vision that I gave you? This social media world, people will commit suicide over nothing. By the time they appear before God, and they will appear before God, if they are believers, amen? Amen. 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 Say amen. amen. They will appear before the Lord if they have received the life of Christ. You understand me? When they show up, what brought you here? They didn't like my post. Ah! Hey! So, I'm just imagining God and all his people. Ah, ah! You are a wonder to me, oh! <laughs> Wait, so I gave you a vision to live life with. And then you died because somebody didn't like you. The devil is a liar. Say, I'm a man of a vision. You see, your vision will keep you from feeling naked. Empty. You understand? Nothing to life. Empty. Every time, a feeling of nakedness. My dear, when I go home today and I sleep, the Lord shows me all your faces. And shows me how much of a blessing he has used me to be to you. My dear, this sleep is sweet. Amen. Amen. Say, I'm a man of a vision. Say, I'm a woman of vision. You see, it, it keeps you, it keeps you, it keeps you focused. You understand? It keeps you focused. You like me? You don't like me? You like my post? You don't like my post? It is not your script that God is going to use. not your opinion that God is going to use to... You understand what I'm saying? It's the finished work of Jesus. I spend my days focusing on the finished work of Jesus. The one thing that will count. <laughs> the one thing. The one thing. The one thing that will count. Thank you, dear Lord. Oh, this man is so... Can't you see sadness written all over this? Sad in the whole place. So sad. Sad. Now, some of you ask, why did he make it in, in scripture? Ah, I'll tell you. <laughs> it's a complete book. The reason why I made it here is so that you don't be like Solomon. I'll show you, Kai. Let me show you. Can we move? Yes, Church, are you ready? Can we move? Yes, okay, let's go to Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 10. Let's start from verse 10. I'll show you some things today. Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 10. 
Lord, thank you. We receive utterance. The utterance of the mighty. And Lord, these words are making tremendous impacts. They are not my words. So we decree in the name of Jesus that everyone under the sound of my voice, even those who will listen to this years after today, they will be impacted greatly. And their life's path will be channeled aright. Thank you, Lord. There will be results out of this teaching. The results of the God kind. People are coming into deep perspective and understanding. And they are altering their decisions in life. In Jesus' name we pray. Alright, Ecclesiastes 2 and verse 10. Look at what it says. Let's read together. One to go. Read it again. Come on. One to go. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Stop. We'll go to the next verse. Do you, do you know what this means? No wonder a thousand women. No wonder. He says, Whatsoever my eyes desired, it wasn't the money that was absent to buy it, it was just my eyes desiring it. Anything I set my eyes on and I desire it, I bought it. I got it for myself. Houses, cars. Oh boy. And then when you buy them, you see that they don't satisfy. Oh, don't worry. You know, some people say, ah, like, it's better to cry in a limousine than to cry on a bicycle. I'm not arguing that one with you. That's your, I'm, not arguing, I'm, not arguing. I'm not arguing with you, brothers. I'm not arguing with you. All I'm saying to you is that after that purchase, if there's an emptiness, it will still be there. Don't worry. Shabi, we are going. Glory to God. Let's look at a few more. Let's look at a few more. Then I'll tell you a few things. Look at this scripture in the NIV. If you have the NIV or the NLT, you can put... What, what verse is this? It says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. Look at this. I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. This is the height. You know the Maslow's um, something of needs? Yes, this is the height. To, that you have everything you need. And once your eyes desire, you can get it. It says, I refused my heart no pleasure. That's why I said, no wonder he ended up with a thousand women. Do you know what it means to have 1,000 women in your life? 1,000 you can never know. <laughs> because you won't try it. <laughs> 1,000! My God! Wow! <laughs> what? 1,000! He said, look, I did not refuse my heart any pleasure. And you know he's a king again. You know, it's one thing for somebody to have desire and not have ability. So men in church, they are not faithful to their wives because they are faithful to their wives. They are faithful to their wives because they cannot afford side chick. It's expensive. <laughs> 
It's expensive. <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> My brother is expensive. <laughs> As you are paying for rent, somebody is telling you. And you know, the funny thing, oh, please, Lord. Lord, I came to preach. <laughs> you, that your wife cannot look at you in the face. One person, one person is rubbing your snow. Daddy. <laughs> And I say, my dear, my dear, do anything. <laughs> they will knock your head. You say, knock it again. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Hmm? He says, look, there's no pleasure I withheld from me. My heart took delight in all my labor. And this was my reward for all my toil. Next verse. Next verse. I'm not going to dwell too much in it. He says, yet, when I surveyed all that my hands had done, and what I had toyed to achieve, everything was meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Nothing was gained under the sun. Oh, wow. I feel so sorry for this guy. And the sad thing is that many people don't learn. They will see this and still repeat the mistakes of the man. So thanks be to God. We are learning today. Amen. Amen. Say, God loves me. Say it again. Say, my father loves me. Let's look at Ecclesiastes 7 and verse 10. He plenty. He plenty. He plenty. All right. Let's read together. One to go. Uh huh. Listen. If you don't read this carefully, you're going to miss out on something. Actually, what he's saying is, if you say to yourself, why is it that my yesterday was better than my today, or is better than my today, you're not wise. In other words, it's just follow, it's not supposed to be. The pathway of the jaws is a shining light. And I prophesy over you in the name of Jesus, that your days are better. You're not going to look back and desire yesterday because God increases you steadily Amen. by the power of God's Spirit. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? Yes, Say, God is increasing me steadily. Is increasing me steadily. I am making progress steadily. I am making progress, am making progress speedily progress. by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now listen, when we say steadily, don't always think slowly. Steadily is that you're not missing your steps. Slowly is that you are slow. No, I mean steadily. Steadily and speedily can go together. Just like a car can be at speed and still be straight. Amen. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you are steady. You're not here today, there tomorrow, here today, there tomorrow, you know, wishy-washy, you know, just everywhere. No, you're steady and you are full speed. And I prophesy that over your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's continue. Verse 11. Let's read this together. I want to go. Uh huh. So, what's the wisdom we're getting here? Fix your eyes. I'm going to show you. It's a journey. Amen. It's a journey. I'll show you. Say this with me God does not give meaningless things. 
Say it again. God does not give me meaningless things. My life is not meaningless. I was born of a vision. I was born for a vision. Glory to God forevermore. Ecclesiastes 1 from verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter number 1 from verse 1. We'll read from verse 1 to 12. Let's read it very quickly. The words of the preacher. Let's read together. One to go. The words of the preacher, the son of David, king in Jerusalem. Next verse. Vanities upon vanities, says the preacher. Vanity upon vanity. All is vanity, including life, isn't it? All is vanity. Vanity upon vanity. All is vanity. You know, I hear people say that, and I just, and I just, I just feel so sorry for them. They say things like, you don't leave this world with your education. You don't leave this world with your, with your academics. You don't leave this world with your car. You don't leave this world with your house. And I say, why are you supposed to leave this world with them? Amen. Amen. They are not for there. When we get there, we'll use something else that is for there. We're supposed to use it here. Now, here's another thing. Some of you wait, and I'm saying this by the Spirit. Some of you are waiting to finally arrive before you start to leave. I'm leaving now. I'm leaving now. I'm leaving my life now. My best life is being lived now. When tomorrow comes, I'll live my best life. Oh, you're not hearing me. When next week comes, I'll live my best life. I'm not living anything till tomorrow. I'm living now, 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 now. I put my best in everything I do. Now, now. You know, we don't die young, go. Hear me. Hello, church. We don't die young, amen. Let me say it again. I say we don't die young. Okay. But why is it that when somebody dies just after leaving school, they say he died so young. He has not even started anything. If that man was living his best life on campus, he has lived. Hear me. Hear me. You know, I just told you. Me, I'm not a subscriber by hook or by crook to dying young. And I will show you from scripture. And in fact, I have it to show you, sir. You hear me? I'm just telling you that that thing that makes us think that a person has not lived because they've not, no, 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 no. you are procrastinating, that's why. You are waiting till tomorrow to live your best life. You are waiting for something else to be added before you can live life to the full. That's why. My dear, if I look back on my life right now, and I'm not going anywhere, amen. amen. If I look back on my life right now, by the mercies of God, there's nothing I regret. By the message. Listen to me, church. I'm telling you. I'm not superhuman. But I'm telling you, there's nothing I regret. Every, in every season of my life, I followed my deepest convictions. Ah, God came to help you today. See, my deepest convictions about the gospel, about life, I followed them. Even when I was misunderstood, I followed them. Have I made mistakes in life? Of course. But right now, I am not looking for anything else to be added to make me complete. I'm living the life now. The best. And things are changing inside me. Things are changing. You enter, you enter a place, governors, CEO, senators, this, blah, blah, blah. You're walking bold, looking everybody in the eyes. I'm not waiting to leave. I'm leaving. 
Hello, I'm not waiting to leave tomorrow. I'm leaving now. Amen. Somebody is waiting. Yeah. When I finally buy Rolls Royce, then you will know me. You know me now. Yeah. Know me now. Yeah. Hello, brother. Know me now. Now, 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 now. It's time to know me. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? That's why I put in my best. Anything I'm doing, I focus on it. You understand what I'm saying? Because I understand this truth. My life is being lived already. Tomorrow when tomorrow comes, it will be my best day. When next week comes, it will be my best day. When next month comes, it will be my best day. When next year comes, it will be my day. I don't push anything into the future. If I can do it now, I do it now. Now. So nobody should cry over me and say, eh, he was young. And I'm not dying young. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory to God. And you two are living your best life now. When you get to 60, your best life. When you get to 80, your best life. When you get to 95, your best life. In every season you're living, you're living your best life. You're not living anything to chance. Some of you are waiting until you get a job before you start to live. Live now. Live now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He says, what profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? Next verse. One generation passeth away, another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. Next verse. He says, the sun also riseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteth to its place where he arose. The wind goeth towards the south, and turneth about unto the north. It wileth about continually. And the wind returneth again according to its circuits. And all the rivers in, run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the river comes, thither they return again. Let's continue. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. <laughs> the thing that has been... It is that which shall be, and, wh- and that which is done is that which shall be done. There is no new thing under the sun. Next verse. Is there anything whereof it may be said, See, this is new. It had been already of old time, which was before us. Next verse. There is no remembrance of former things. Neither shall there be any remembrance of the things that are to come with those that shall come after. We're stopping at verse 12. I, the preacher, was king over Israel in Jerusalem. You see, this is the conversation. Let's go all the way to verse 15. Go, continue. Just go. Put verse 12. And I gave... Alright, let's, let's read. One to go. You know, as you are reading, they are just holding your heart. Say, hey, Timo, hey. <laughs> he says, in under 
under, under Solomon's regime, whatever is crooked cannot be made straight. Under the redemptive work of Jesus, I came to make the crooked places straight. Go and read your Bible. <laughs> under Solomon, once he spoke, it has spoke. In redemption, that's why Jesus came. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. Brothers and sisters, give the Lord a shout of praise. Glory. So you see this man's conclusions about life. Now let me tell you another thing that you might not know. I'll just do this briefly. For Solomon to reach these conclusions, each of these conclusions that he reached, he had observed them for at least a year. That is, you know how you do research papers, study, you ob- he had observed, each of them had been observed closely for at least a year. These were his conclusions. Do you see when he said, all of life is vanity and vexation of spirit? Meaning, if you showed up in this world and the only person's script that you met was Solomon's script, <laughs> you are finished. <laughs> If you did not read any other person's narrative and you just saw Solomon's own, it's a life full of fear. Guess what? That's how many people are living their lives. No perspective. Now, let me tell you. If all you came to do in this life is hustle and bustle, why won't life be meaningless? If you came to hustle hard and get, you know, why won't life be meaningless? Write this down, please, and then we'll go straight right ahead. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Write this down. Vision is is described as the faculty or the state of being able to see. So if you can't see, life will be meaningless. Vision is the ability to think about or plan the future with imagination. In other words, with the ability to see. So all of this lies with the ability to see. And there is something you should have the ability to see. Otherwise, life will be meaningless. Glory to God forevermore. So we live, say this, I live with a sense of vision. Say it again. Say, I live with a sense of vision. Say it one more time. Say, I live with a sense of vision. Glory to God. So, write this down. You were not born to hustle. You were not born to struggle. You were born for vision. You were born with a vision. And you were born for vision. So, if you're sitting here, in fact, the first time I preached this message was probably in 2015. And I called it, I preached it in TSP in Abuja. And I called it focus and conclusion. Whatever your focus is, that's going to determine what your conclusion will be. So look at, look at this man's focus. His focus was, whatever my heart desired, I did not withhold from myself. What was his conclusion? Vanity and va- upon vanity and vexation of spirit. Don't sit here and say, if I just have, you know, some people say, if I just have, ah, <laughs> you know, and then if you ask them, what, the, ah, forget it, I know what I'm saying. If I just, if I just, ah, then the next day they say, ah, they will know me. 
They will know that I have hammered. Most of the people's cars that you admire, the person driving it is empty. Empty. Have a conversation with them. You can't sustain five minutes. Empty. But you, you're looking, you're looking, you're looking like, ah, which day will I, which day will I, the day that I will. Lord, if you can just, some of you have come to church and you have made statements that don't make sense. Lord, if you can just, I will dedicate my life. Ah, I will give you my whole life. I will dedicate my whole future to you. If you can just, what's talking is not vision. What's talking is what you want to spend the money on. The people you want to impress. Ah, babe, I've been talking to her since. She knew they even look my side. But if I, was, if I came down with, with a huge hammer now. Let me tell you, make I tell you, make I just clear you on that one. Amen? Amen. You don't need anything to get a good woman. Anything. I'm telling you from experience. I got one. Nothing. 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 I'm telling you. When this woman, this lady, decided to follow me, now Highlander they drive. That Highlander was so bad, the the car. Some of you know my experience with the car. The car. The old leather. Hey, okay, Sometimes when I carry people in the car, I'll be pitying them. Car can stop on the road at any time. Tire can burst at any time. They know. All of them that are laughing, they know. Are you something? <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't need anything but a strong awareness of where you're going. If you can talk, if you have sight and you have mouth, you're made. And it's not the talk that you'll be sleeping on bed every day. It's the talk that you are actually steadily walking towards. Steadily. On a daily basis. Sometimes that steady walking is in the place of prayer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know who is pulling this one from me. But me, I'm just telling you. <laughs> Ladies, it's okay for somebody to be able to buy you bone straight. But if you meet them at the beginning, they may not be able to buy you bone straight. Don't mortgage future with present bone streets. That bone straight will curve one day. <laughs> it will bend. It will bend. It will bend like a fist. If, if, I'm telling you, if there's nothing powering this, this bone straight, one day it will curve like this. Your eye will clear. <laughs> Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you are doing to me, but <laughs> let me just focus and preach. Ah, we have some more time. Kai, thank you, Lord. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. Your life has meaning. There's purpose to your life. There's a vision. You can't be the son or the daughter of an intricately detailed God and have, and have an impression that life is meaningless. Some of you, the reason why you're making those conclusions is because of what you've been focused on. You open Instagram. You see your mates. She has just 
she, she visits all the countries and just, she's a food taster. All she does is taste food and review. And then, you know, she's tickets, first class ticket. In fact, when she goes to those places, they are paying the bill and all of that. And that's all she's doing. <laughs> I don't know what to say again. Now I don't know. I don't know how to preach again. <laughs> Shall we close the service? Amen. I hand over to our dear Esther. I <laughs> guess what I'm saying. You see, your life must be about meaning the vision that God has given. Let me show you so that I can not, I don't want to leave you hanging. First Corinthians, you see, wait, whose life do we just look at? Solomon. What was his conclusion? Vanity upon vanity and vexation of spirit. All is vanity. It means the guy was always angry. Vexation of spirit. What was his focus? All that my eyes, you know, desired, I did not withhold from myself. Isn't it amazing how a person that has everything he desires? What? And yet, your conclusion is still, you, you didn't even try to say life is meaningful, small. Meanwhile, he has wife. He has wives. <laughs> then he has all that he, his eyes desired as the king. Maybe he took that one from David. <laughs> David looked at somebody's wife and said, take that guy out. I want this. And he got it. So Solomon said, ah, see mafia. Anything I want, I can get. By hook or by crook, I get. Yet his life is empty. Let's look at another guy. Let's look at focus. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 2. You probably already know where I'm going. But it's important to teach it. Loud it. Make it known everywhere. Glory to God forever. I'm going to do this in 15 minutes and I'll be done. Let's read together. One, two, go. Wow, read it again out loud. Out loud now. Out loud. One more time, please. Want to go? Uh huh. The irony about this guy is that he could have determined to know many things amongst you that is not Christ. He was, he was, Gamaliel was his tutor. Gamaliel is like Harvard and Yale put together. It's like Cambridge and all the Ivy League universities. Gamaliel was his tutor. When he came to prestige, he was a citizen of Rome. You know, the Rome is, you know, a Roman citizen is like being a citizen of the U.S. Your passport strong. Oh, strong, gone. You know, the U.S. and a lot of other countries, they don't need visa to enter a country. They just go, show their passport, they stamp it, and they go. And some of you are like, oh, Lord. Ah, why is our life? <laughs> I did not say anything. Do you understand? He was like that. And then the other thing you know about Paul is that he was a well-traveled guy. Passport full. You know, passport one, passport two, passport three. I don't know. Maybe I need to check, but there's no need to check. If you don't need visa to enter a country, why do you pile up passports? Ah, this is just coming to me. Ah, they've done things to us. You have to prove that you've traveled before. 
So you must join, 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 join. And your passport is thick like this. And now this is like with rubber band. Now this is your boast. Kai, they don't think to us. This is your boast. This is how you show that you're not a newbie to this thing. Look at the messing up of people's minds. They've messed up our, not our minds, amen. Because we, are, we have the mind of Christ, amen. But they've messed up their own minds to the point that you announce somebody when you show up a full passport like that. So you see them walk. They can't even walk on, on the ground. They walk like that. You understand? They just walk like that. Like, and then, they, they, you know, it, it has to be in a way that you can see. You understand what I'm saying? Senior man, you know. You know. And the last time we checked, you went to Jordan. 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 I came back with American phone. Stop it. Went to Jordan, yeah, Jordan. Then the next thing you came back, hey, sorry, sorry, yeah, we can't hear you again. Stop it. You can't even, you, hey, stop it. You can't sit down where we sit down again. You two, when they ask, I just got back. You two say yes. You two, you just got back. I'm not yabbing anybody, amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you, you see all of that. Paul, if he was piling up passports, he was well traveled. That's my point. He was erudite. He was learned. He was exposed. So you leave all of that and say, I determined to know nothing amongst you except Christ and Him crucified. The cross gives life meaning. It is the cross of Jesus Christ that gives life His meaning. The finished work of Jesus is what gives life His meaning. The sacrifice of Jesus... He, the fact that He has called you into the finished work, into redemption, that's what gives life meaning. Look at it. He could have known a lot of things, but He said, I determine, meaning you have to make up your mind. Let me tell you, church people, look up at me. You must get to the point where you make up your mind that you're not losing out on anything by being a church boy. Yes. Actually, if you really understand who you are, you will give effective leadership to the nations. Because by the time you look at scripture, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 47, I believe, by the time you look at scripture, the Bible says that the water was flowing out of the temple into the world. It was not from the world into the temple. It was from the temple into the world. We are the answer. Whether you know it, whether you don't know it, whether you appreciate it, whether you, you don't appreciate it, whether you carry yourself like it, or you don't carry yourself like it, they are the answer. If you like enter their space and lost, that's fine. When you lost, God will come and find you again. You know, it's amazing. People say, I'm in that space to influence them. I'm in that space to influence them. I'm in that space to influence them. Then we come. Now them they influence you. <laughs> now them they influence you. Ah. Now them they influence you. Because now they say if they if, if you ever see anybody you know from church that say, pray, you say, eh. Not here, not here, not here. Not here, not here. Not here. Ah, because there they don't know you as short boy. They don't know as uh, no baby. <laughs> now you jassy. You say no, 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 no. <laughs> Paul said, and he meant it. So when he went in front of the kings, you know, Paul, they brought him in front of, you know. Kings and he said me. He said, renounce what you have said. He said, No, me care. Ah, the one who saved me. The one who loved me. 
He, there was one that they caught him. He asked them, he asked the Sahel, he asked those princes and the kings and the governors. He said, tell me in your heart if it is right that I should obey you and leave God. Hey, yeah. He said, tell me if it sounds right. In other words, he's yapping them slowly. He said, tell me if it makes sense to you that I should obey you and, and leave the Lord. Then no. This is my allegiance to the Lord. No wonder he had, his life had meaning. Because your life has meaning when you are found in the finished work of Jesus. Let's read some more. Amen? I promise I'll be done. Amen. Are you happy? Rejoice. Rejoice. This is one message that is a cause-setting message. Stop being shy. Stop being afraid. Stop being timid about who you are. Imagine Daniel. Daniel carried all that power, all that solution inside. Not here, not here. Do you know where you are? Asso Rock. Asso Rock. Asso Rock. Talk small, small. But you see, how, you see, not you, they've not done anything to you. The same Asso Rock, the same seat of power. The president will come with his marabouts. They'll come and throw inside. Do you know they can't? Go and ask. Go and ask. Don't just hear from me. Some of these people, they go about with imams. They go about with, with witch doctors. Making heavy incantations. They are not afraid of that one. You, you are afraid. Don't, come on, Jesus. I see they slapped you here and there. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. In the name of Jesus, we have found our voice. We found it like we never lost it. And if you say, but I thought you said you're a Christian, I'll tell you, you didn't save me. Keep quiet. Jesus saved me. Rejoice. Say amen. Let's look at another one. Two more. Two more. I promise you, two more. Two more. Two more. I'm having fun. Philippians 3 and verse 1. Philippians 3 and verse 1. We read from verse 1 to 10. Sharp, 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 sharp. Let's read together. One to go. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous. But for you, it is safe. Meaning Paul repeated himself a lot. Continue. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Verse 2. Are we there? It says, beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of cons, cons, yeah. I want everybody to read out loud. One to God. Read again. One to go. For we are what the circumcision, which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Wow. Continue. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he had whereof, he might trust in the flesh, I more. He's saying, if anybody has any reason to trust in the flesh, me, I have more. Let's continue. Verse, verse 5. Verse 5. He says, circumcise the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee. 
this is pedigree. This is this is resume. Let's be reading. Concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things? Uh huh. Uh huh. Wow. Verse eight. Wow. Wow. Next verse. I'm being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. Continue, continue, Kai. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings be made conformable unto his death. Hey! Look at a man's statement. Look at a man's statement. You're born of a vision. You're born for a vision. Do you understand? You center your life on the finished work of Jesus. You center your life on his causes. Their life has meaning. I don't want to go too deep. Let's just show you the last scripture. 2 Timothy 4, 5 to 6. You see conclusion now. See focus, then you see conclusion. 2 Timothy 4, 5 to 8. Actually, 5 to 8. Let's read together. We want to go. Next verse. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. The time of my departure, Abby, is ready to go. Next verse. Everybody, fight. out loud, out loud, want to go. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Next verse. Henceforth, what? Meaning, including you. Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! My life has meaning. Did you hear him say meaningless, meaningless, nothing is meaningless, everything is vain, vanity upon vanity, and vex. what did he say? I have fought a good fight. How's his conclusion? Why? Because he made his focus about the gospel. He made his focus about Jesus. Then look at his conclusion. I fought a good fight. Like he's ready to go. You understand? Some people, uh, at the appearing of the Lord, uh, uh, no, this one, he's, he's ready. And now, he's laid for me. A crown. You see, some of, some of you, look, look up at me, everybody. Some people say, ah, it's only when we get there, we will know what's there for us. You cannot know whilst you are here. It's until we get there. I, was he where? Him. This one. Where was he when he was saying? You can know, brothers and sisters. I say you can know, brothers and sisters. Your focus can tell you what's left for you. You can know. 
So why won't life be meaningless if all we spend our days doing is raising children, going to school, going to market, going to this one, going to that one, hustling, paying rent, doing to work, doing this one, do that one. Meaningless. Time you look at everything you spent your life doing. Oh, I pray that you don't hear me saying this to you. That you hear the Holy Ghost bringing perspective to your life. So when God has given you a vision, you live for vision. You live for vision. Here's his vision. That I may know him. The cause of Christ. The finished work. Occupied with Jesus. Occupied with the gospel. Occupied with the concerns. I did not write this. It is not me who wrote the Bible. It is there for you as your example. To show you the highway to meaninglessness and the highway to meaning. Hello? You are driving on the road. Two signposts. Highway to meaningless life. Which God gives to you under the sun. Some people will go there. (laughs) And then there's the other one. Highway to meaning. What are you focused on? What's your focus? I'm not saying what is your occupation. I'm saying what's your focus? What's your focus? It will guide how meaningful life will be. So on this Vision Sunday, make this year about the finished work. Make it about the gospel. Determine to know nothing else but Christ and Him crucified. The one who steadies the ship of your soul. The one who steadies the, the, your life. Who has put your life together. How may I want to know meaning in things that are meaningless? When I can find meaning in the one who originated meaning in the first place. The orchestrator of my life. The one who fashioned me. I am his masterpiece. How do I want to define life outside him? How can my business be my life? How can my career be my life? How can my this be my life? No wonder people are living empty lives. No fulfillment. Paul said, look, look at this. I have fought. I have finished. I have kept the faith. You can, you can hear excitement in his voice, can't you? You can hear anticipation in his voice. You can hear expectation in his voice. He's ready. He's ready. And when he sees Jesus face to face, what he will hear is, well done, good and faithful servants. That's what he will hear. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Your life is meaningful. Glory to God. I said your life has meaning. Say this with me. My life has meaning. meaning. Hallelujah. Say it again. My life has meaning. meaning. The one who considered everything left it all to find you. Your life is not about the hustle. Your life is not about your business. Your life is not about your job. Your life is not about your career. Those are channels. They are not the source. You understand me? There are channels for expression. They are not the source. So you don't make the channel greater than the source. You dig deep into the source. Then he gives you opportunity to express those things. So where we find you are in places that point you to your source. You go deeper and deeper. Then there are many channels. But you stay rooted in the source. Otherwise... It's like, like, like Solomon says, what might we spend life doing? 
This is not a Koboko message. This is a, this is a rejoicing message. We are spending our lives doing things that count. Listen, you may not be on all the platforms in the world. God doesn't expect you to be on every platform in the world for what you are doing to count. Let's just be focused on Him. Hello. That's the reason why the missionary in Timbuktu will still receive a crown like the pastor in Los Angeles. Because it's not about where you are as It's not about where you are as per location. It's about who the focus is. The focus is Jesus. I determined to know nothing amongst you. Science, I did not want to know. Physics, I did not want to know. Chemistry, I did not want to know. I, if, 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 if the knowledge starts to rise above Christ, I say kill it. Yes. Christ. Yes. Christ. 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 I made it about Christ. I made it about Christ. And I'm, I'm, I'm spending my days to tell this generation that if you make your life about Christ, you're not going to miss out. You're not missing out on nothing. Nothing. You can make your life about Christ and still be fashionable and still be rich and still be educated. Do you understand? I feel the power of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? And still be ebullient and still be intelligent in your speech and still be beautiful. Church and God is not reserved for purpose. You hear me? We're not backward. We sabi. It is out of our sabi that we say it's you. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. Now say we sabi. We say it's you, Lord. I've checked everywhere. I've looked at this. I've looked at that. I've scrutinized it carefully. Baba, now you, now you, now you. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. It is you, Lord. Meaning is found in you. Meaning is found in you. Meaning is found in you. Why is it? I'm closing now. Why is it that the, hey, yeah, the devil is a liar? Why is it that the most time that people have found to think is on their deathbed? The devil is a liar. When they have only a few days to go, then they start to think, what have I done with my life? No, we don't wait till we're on a deathbed. Because, oh boy, I said I was going to show you something. Oh boy, I got to show you this one. Oh boy, leave the chair here. I want to, I just, oh boy, pray in the Holy Ghost, everybody. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Kai. 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 Look up at me, I want to show you something. As I touched on this deathbed conversation, this little girl just reminded me, but I told you to show them something. Brothers and sisters, it's not when you're on your deathbed that life has me. You now have to look at everything you did. And then some people, whilst they are there, tears fills their eyes. Because they realize they spend their days chasing nothing. Everything is meaningless. I've been that sick in my life before. I thought I was going to die. And then I started to 
think about all the things that I have done. Thanks be to God, I was full of joy. Do you understand what I'm saying? I told you just now that if I look back on my life, I have followed what I know to be God's purpose. Outcome notwithstanding, brothers and sisters. Outcome notwithstanding. Whether I was understood or not, notwithstanding. I did that which was my deepest convictions, according to the gospel. And the Lord is a rewarder. Can you say amen? Amen. Ah, let me show you this one. This one will help you. Amen. Amen. No, don't worry. We'll soon be done. Luke 2, 26. Let's start from verse 25 all the way. Just, I just want to show you this one thing. Just want to put it in your consciousness and we'll go. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Next verse. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost. That he should not. Read that boldly everybody. That he should not what? That he should not what? Before what? He had seen the Lord the Christ. Vision will keep you alive. Vision will keep you alive. No devil in hell can take you out. If you're living patterned after vision. That's it. Next verse. Next verse. And he came by the Spirit. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus. To do for him after the custom of the law. Next verse. He took. Then took he him up in his arms. And blessed God and said. What did he say? Lord. Now let us thy servants do what? Some of you live according to the news. We will live according to the word. He said the promise was that he will not see death until he sees the Savior. When he held Jesus in his hand, it had been fulfilled. And I said, Now I can go. Nothing is taking you out here, man of vision. Nothing. Nothing. I'm telling you, that's why we know we can't die on vision, 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 vision. You hear me? Can I show you one more? You're enjoying this? Do you see that? Kept by vision. Let me show you. Okay, let me not even take you there. You can't, okay. Ah. <laughs> Look for 16 to, 20, 16 to 30. Matthew 12, 1 to 16. Mark 2.23 Mark 3.1-6 If you read all those scriptures You can put anyone on the screen Anyone that I call If you read all those scriptures Jesus was not apportioned to die by stones They tried to stone him He didn't die He wasn't apportioned to die by There was one that they said They tried to throw him off the cliff because, Because they were angry at what he said the Bible says in some of those cases, he walked out of their midst. Because he wasn't designed to die that way. He was designed to die by the cross. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Vision will keep you alive. With a sense of vision, you are not going anywhere. But if it's meaningless hustle, ah, you want to even go. Say, Lord, save me from this wicked world. It's too much. The suffering is too much. But if it is vision... No death in your path 
And when this is in your consciousness, one of the things, sometimes you don't even need to pray concerning death. You just say, death, I'm a man on a mission. I'm a man with a vision. I don't have any business with you. You better get out now. I get what I'm saying. Because I have not fulfilled that which God has said I will fulfill. The time is not yet. Do you hear me? Vision will keep you alive. The consciousness of vision will keep you alive. No sickness can take you out. No disease can take you out. No infirmity can take you out. If you live for yourself and for your stomach and for your... <laughs> are, you, are you blessed? Rise to your feet, please. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Declare all that you have heard. Thank you for engaging yourself in this episode. We trust that your life has been beautified. If you'd like to share what Jesus is doing in your life through this ministry, please write to us at hello.blueprintstories.org. You can visit our website at www.blueprintstories.org. You can also follow us on Facebook at The Blueprints Church and on Instagram at The Blueprints Church. Cheers.